0: mom life it's worth celebrating it's filled with opportunities to learn and grow and we all know there will be little bumps along the way but why not have fun and enjoy the little moments as they come i am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous it's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives moms and homemakers i'm excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the big five physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues, in a way you could say, let's high-five motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Hello, mamas. Welcome back to High Five Motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and today we are diving into that after-school routine that is going to make your kiddos thrive this school year, okay? We're going to head into the Thrive and five. <laughs> let's dive right in. Mamas, we made it. School is here. It's in session. Things are going great, but it's kind of a transition time, right? We have the summer chill, relaxation, you know, restoration, rejuvenation, all the R's, right? R and R time during the summer. And it's been really, really fun. But now we kind of have to get back into those routines like we've been talking about. But this one is kind of a big Okay. <laughs> that's a that's a word, right? <laughs> Dictionary of Kim. Biggin. Um Anyways, this is going to be a really, really crucial time. They're at the crossroads, okay? So meet your kiddos at the crossroads. They're coming home from school. They're hungry. They're in need of decompression time. They're in need of conversation. They're in need of, you know, getting homework done and chores. Like there's so many things that are running through their brain and they're just kind of everywhere. So they're going to need some guidance. They're going to need some things to fuel their body. You're going to need to kind of, Fuel their body, their mind, their spirit, you know, all the big five that we talk about. And this is kind of our way of helping them to thrive in that after-school routine because there's just so much going on. We kind of have to find a way to corral it all in, help them to kind of stop bouncing off the walls and actually get the things done they need to do, but also have time to be kids and just play, right? So I have five tips, the Thrive in Five, that is going to really, really help your kiddos thrive this fall or well, this school year in general, Right. So number one, it's important to have a system for them to drop off all their things, okay? Hashtag all the things, right? (laughs) We have so much that comes into our home right after the kids are done with school. It's kind of insane, actually. (laughs) But in order to have a less chaotic, crazy mess and everything all over the floor, less clutter, you know, all those things, we've got to have some sort of a system, okay? So you need some sort of a drop-off station, this is going to be something like a mudroom, okay? A a shoe bench, a you know, shoe shelf, a shoe bucket, anything, you know, something to hang up their backpacks, their coats, drop off their shoes, have some designated spot where things go so as soon as they come in the house, it doesn't automatically go on the ground or a trail of leading up to their room right (laughs) you see a boot you see a sock you see a backpack and a coat and whatever you know homework folder as they're going up to their stairs you know exactly where they've been you know what I'm talking about there's the trail that they leave behind them so you can always find your child because there's a trail of crap (laughs) a trail of junk behind them so okay a drop-off station is going to be something simple works great if you are able to start with maybe just like a few command hooks on the wall okay just it doesn't have to be fancy okay just start with something so you have some sort of system to begin and you can expand and you can make it better and cuter and more decorative as you go but just start with something don't wait to um, make it perfect in order for everything to work out procrastination is your number one enemy okay and perfection is too let it go (laughs) just get a system in place and perfect it and make it better as you go okay so, first thing with a mudroom is you need a place for their shoes to go. Okay. You need some sort of bucket, bin, shelf, designated tray. I don't know, whatever you want for them to put their shoes on or in. Okay. You're going to need a place for them to hang their backpacks, maybe a spot to put their homework folder, unless you want them to take it straight to a homework station, which we'll be talking about in a little bit. Um, to have a place for them to hang up their coats that can go along with their backpack. Make sure the hooks are sturdy enough to handle a backpack or a coat because a little small command hook may not be enough. You might need to go with more of a beefier (laughs) command hook because especially as they get older, they carry a lot in their bags, you know, or you could even just have a shelf, you know, a place for them to set their backpack on. It doesn't necessarily need to go on a hook. It just looks a lot cleaner and more Orderly when you have them on hook. So it's up to you. You can do lockers, you can do shelves, you can do hooks. I mean, there's so many systems out there. You decide what works for your family. That's the best part about it, right? You do you, boo. (laughs) You can do whatever works for your family and your home and your design and decor style, but just make it work and make it somewhere near where they're entering so they don't have to travel you know, all the way upstairs or all the way downstairs or whatever to drop it off because it's most likely not going to get there, right? This is also a time of trial and error. There's going to be a lot of times where you're going to have to remind them and be patient with them to take it to the hook, take it to the shoe shelf, take it to the you know bench, whatever you're doing, in order for them to actually get it. It's going to take some repetition. So be patient, but it will happen over time as long as you're consistent. You really can do whatever you want. For me, we have gone through so many different variations of mudrooms trying to figure out what works. And currently we have a hall tree that we love. If you don't know what that is, go ahead and look it up on Google, Amazon, whatever. But I can just kind of give you like a little down low on it. But it's essentially, it's just a bunch where you can go take off your shoes. And it's a bench that holds shoes at the bottom you know, like McDonald's play place where you have those little like cubbies for the shoes. It's that kind of idea. Okay. So I have a, a shoe cubby bench and then right above it, which is connected to it is a bunch of hooks for the backpacks and jackets. And then there's even a few shelves above that if they need to, you know, put books or whatever, we don't necessarily need those. So I use that for decor. So it becomes a really pretty piece that I can use to decorate for holidays. Um, and just, Fun events and birthdays and things, but it also is a place that is functional and works for the things that they need for school. So um, that's kind of something that works for us. So a hall tree might be something that would work for you. Maybe you could do your own built-in if you want to get really fancy. Maybe you can start with just a simple command hook or a little shoe tray or a little shoe you know shelf from the I don't know Goodwill or something. Right? Like it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be fancy. Just create somewhere to put the things. Like you got to corral all the things. Okay. All right. So once you've got them to drop off everything and you're kind of creating that system of having them come inside and drop everything off that they need to, have them take their homework folder and their lunchbox to the snack station, the snack area, wherever it is that you're going to have snack time and do homework. Okay. That is super, super important because then you can go through their homework folder with them, see what papers you need to go through or worry about or things that are coming up, projects that are due, book reports, poems, whatever it is that you and your kiddos, you know, need to deal with, you can deal with it kind of right there. And then you can also have them unpack their lunch at that same time when you're going through their papers, whatever. You can have them unpack their lunch and clean out their lunchbox and then repack it right after snack time. So it makes it super easy and you don't have to worry about doing that in the middle of the dinner rush or Late at night, right before bed, when you're trying to get them with the bedtime routine and all the crazy that goes with that, keep it simple. When they've got high energy, let them pack their lunch real quick, right? They can do it really fast, and it's not a big deal. So, so do your drop-off station, your mudroom, then go into snack time. Okay, so they've set their homework folder down, they've you know cleaned out their lunchbox or whatever. Have them wash their hands up for snack. Hygiene is really important. There's so many things that they touch and are a part of at school. Um, I personally have them wash their hands first when they walk in the door and then I also have them try to wash them maybe again right before snack time if they're handling a lot of different things, especially if they're touching their shoes and stuff, but I don't want them touching all of my house and all the things of my little's um when they haven't washed their hands cuz we just don't know what they've touched at school or what someone else touched that they touched, right? So, just to keep germs at bay, especially during the school year when you know cold and flu season is on the rise, we just have them wash their hands before snack. Um, okay. So they are coming home hangry. Okay. They have, most of them have really early lunches. They could have lunches early as like 1030 in the morning. Okay. And if they didn't think to pack a snack in the afternoon, they literally have not eaten anything since the morning and they are starving. Feed those poor children. (laughs) It is good for you and for them to have food in them. I promise you do not want to deal with the hanger student, a hangry student, right? Okay. So along with that, Snack time can be prepared ahead of time. You can do that the night before, you can do it the day before, whatever it is, you know, the week before, if you want to do like a meal prep Monday type thing, whatever, just have something at least in mind of what you're going to do. And even better, have something prepared ahead of time. If not, you can do it right there with them. Chop the vegetables in front of them. And so everything is just laid out in front of them. They can see it all like a charcuterie board style. You're cutting things up and setting it on the board and letting them kind of grab and graze as they want. Um, but have a hard, fast stop time so that we're not snacking into dinner time to where they're not getting a good, full, healthy meal at dinner time because they're so full from snack and grazing that whole time. Um, make sure that you just kind of keep it simple. You know, for us, they, they need to stop their snack time at 4 p.m. because I do not want them eating any closer to dinner. I want them to have at least an hour, hour and a half gap between dinner and snack time so I know that they'll eat a good, nice dinner and they'll be they'll be able to get full, right? I don't want them to be full on snacks so they don't get to eat that dinner. With snack time, you can do so many things to make it a good, healthy, energy-boosting, nutrient-dense snack. I guess key is just keep it simple. Don't stress yourself out on making it fancy with butterflies and flowers and geometric shapes, you know, of the cheese or whatever it is that you're doing. Like, just keep it simple. It doesn't have to be Pinterest worthy or Instagram worthy or anything like that. You just need to feed the kids, right? If you want to make it cute and fun and that's your thing, go for it. But don't feel like you have to in order to make the system work, okay? So something that we love to do is we like to kind of give them a little variety from each category. So I try to get a little bit of lean protein in there maybe some vegetables and fruits, and then some sort of maybe like a healthy carb, um, just something to boost their energy levels, something that's nutrient dense and simple. So one of the things that we like to do is, like I said, I get out my cutting board. I start chopping vegetables if I haven't chopped them already and chop some fresh fruit. And then I just have little snack plates. A lot of times we just use, um, little small snack plates. I don't use like a big size dinner plate, right? We just want something small for them to just kind of get their energy level back up again and fill a little bit full before um, they have to do homework and all the things so they can kind of concentrate better, right? So I just do small little portions. They just need, you know, maybe like three to six cucumber slices, you know, maybe three to four carrots, like the baby carrots, um, a couple of strawberries or grapes or something like a little handful of grapes i mean it really doesn't have to be a ton of food especially when they're younger maybe as they are getting into junior high and high school they'll be eating a lot more but for elementary kids they really don't need a ton they just need it to be nutrient dense if you have a good lean protein in there and they eat that first that will help get them full quickly and it will help them to stay fuller longer so try not to just fill them up on carbs like you know goldfish and animal crackers and you know, all the things that are great kid snacks, everybody says, right? They're, every kid loves it. And Yes, that's great, but they're, they're not going to fill them up for very long. So make sure you add in a protein, veggies, fruit, you know, things that are a little more sustainable that have, you know, like our fruit. Yes, it has sugars in it, but it's, it's not the processed sugars, right? It's natural sugars, that fructose, and, and it doesn't spike your blood sugar level as high as, you know, if you're going to just eat a candy bar or, eat something sweet, right? So try to find ways to fuel their body because they are hangry. They need food, but they need it to be nutrient dense and help them to, and also have the opportunity to make it an energy boosting snack. Wow. This is making it sound so crazy to do a simple snack, (laughs) but it really isn't that hard. I don't know why this is hard to explain right now, but I think you get my gist, right? Just keep it simple, lean meats and protein veggies, fruits, maybe a carb that is, you know, whole grains and things like that, and just make it enjoyable, make it fun, have them even help you decide what snacks they want to do, whatever, right? So snack time. All right, let's dive into number three. Okay, one thing I love about podcasting is it doesn't have to be perfect. I don't edit everything. So if you find that I am making mistakes as I go and sounding like a psycho sometimes, (laughs) a little bit loony, it's totally fine, okay? I am just here to tell you that I'm real, I'm raw, and you're gonna get some really interesting things sometimes. And if I go on a tangent, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry, right? <laughs> so be patient with me. I'm human and I'm gonna be real and raw with you. It's not gonna be perfect, it's not gonna be pretty all the time, but we're gonna make it fun, okay? All right, number three, decompress, okay? This is probably the most vital part, besides snack time, um, of your after school routine. There is, so all of us, that we tend to get the main things like the drop-off zone. We tend to know they got to put a, a backpack up, right? We know they probably need some food and, and we got to get some homework done and keep it simple, right? But a lot of us forget the transition period, okay? For one, we're not only transitioning from summer to fall, like summer to school time, which is a big transition you're dealing with all sorts of emotions because they're now more stressed and learning like information overload all these different things rules they're trying to figure out with school trying to figure out new friends and get to know the teacher not sure if they like the teacher there's so many things that kind of add to the drama of the transition from summer to back to school right they haven't reviewed maybe a lot of their math or um English skills, reading, comprehension, all the things. Maybe they didn't do a ton of that during the summertime. So they're kind of really having a hard time getting back to the swing of things, right? So there's a lot kind of happening in their brains. Okay. They're also trying to figure out their sleep schedule, making sure they're getting enough sleep. And maybe they're not because they're kind of nervous and stressed about things. So they're dealing with a little bit more anxiety at night. Um, and they're having a hard time falling asleep, right? There's so many different things that are going on. But a, a huge transition period. Besides that, is going from school to homework. They are overloaded with just so many things, stimulating them, right? Stimulating their mind. They're they're overstimulated in a lot of ways. There's a lot going on where they're trying to kind of take it all in. Information overload, um, sensory overload. There's so many things happening at school, and they're trying to find a way to to hold all their energy in because they have to sit still and learn all the new information and and they're a little bit stressed you know and dealing with all these different things and then they got to go home and jump right into homework and they don't want to sit and focus they want to play they want to be kids they want to chill they want to run and jump and or maybe just sit in the room and be still and chill maybe take a nap maybe they want to play legos right there's so many things they want to do but we as parents, you know, we're like, okay, work hard, play hard. So we got to get the homework done first and then you can play. And a lot of times because it takes them so long to have them focus because they don't have that transition period that they're gifted. Um, it's hard for them to focus. And the homework takes like three, four hours to do one stupid assignment. Cause we can't get them to focus their energy on that one thing. So let them take a deep breath. Let them come home from school. Do their drop-off station, get into snack time, and during snack time, make it a time of decompression, okay? They need to decompress. They need to relieve stress. They need to breathe. They need to unwind a second and have a transition period from school to homework. They got to have that, that cushion, that time cushion in between those two um, times of information overload so that they can just breathe, right? So decompress. You can play music, especially instrumental is great to kind of soothe and calm everything and everyone down. Um, use a diffuser. Essential oils are amazing and they can help out so much in so many different ways. You can have conversation with them as you're cutting up the snack. Ask them how their day was. Let them unwind. Let them talk to you if they want to. And if they don't, that's okay. You don't have to have conversation if they're not one that really likes to open up. But just try to kind of get that conversation going. Give that transition period um make it happen, right? Make it happen. Give them time to decompress. It's so important for them to have time to breathe, to just chill and not have to worry about work after work after work after work. Give them time to breathe. And it's okay. You can start homework, you know, 15 minutes later than you thought. Give It doesn't have to be a huge amount of time to decompress, but give them some time. Okay. So think about that. Okay. Along with the decompression, make sure that you're looking into things that will help them breathe, relax, transition from school to home and snack time, homework, all of the things. So one of the greatest things you can do is kind of create the atmosphere that you want to help them stay calm. So if you think of going to a spa, you walk in and you feel all of the vibes of cozy, right? You feel the, um, you hear the music. There's usually soothing music. They usually have some sort of nice yummy smell going, whether it be a candle or diffuser or whatever. Right. And a lot of time they will have just very soft voices, having conversation with you, seeing how you're doing and what they can do to help you. And then, you know, they guide you back to the room. Right? So, It's a transition from going from the crazy world and everything being noisy to the soothing and calm room where you're going to get a massage or pedicure, manicure, whatever it is that you're doing at the spa, right? So the same idea goes with school. They are coming from this noisy, overwhelming school situation where a lot of times they're dealing with stress, worry, anxiety, fear, overwhelm, um, overstimulation, maybe information overload, okay? Okay. All sorts of things have happened and they're kind of bottling it inside this little teeny body and they're trying to figure out what to do with it because these are big emotions that they're feeling in a little tiny um, children's body and they don't know how to handle it. And so a lot of times that ends up with them bouncing off the walls or lashing out in anger or, you know, talking a ton, maybe um, being really emotional, whatever it is that however they deal with it, we as parents can choose to help them deal with all these big emotions in a healthy way. A decompression time is the time that you get them from that noisy world to the, you know, spa room. Okay. So that's kind of the idea that we're going with here. So you're taking them from school and all the noisy and all the crazy, and you're taking them to a calm home and helping them transition into homework time. Okay. So music is great. You can do instrumental, you can do calming music. I wouldn't do anything super loud and crazy. Um, sometimes I will start with some more crazy, not necessarily crazy, but more upbeat music. So they get excited and they can kind of get some energy out, dance a little bit as they're like putting their stuff away or whatever. And then we start getting into homework time where we kind of soothe it down and get into more instrumental music. Um, I love to listen to the piano guys stationed on Pandora or Amazon music. It's really, really great. They have really fun pop songs that the kids are used to. So it's more upbeat and exciting, but at the same time it's instrumental. So it. They're not sitting there having to sing all the words and get really distracted. It's something that can help them concentrate, mellow out, and it's something that they're used to. So it's not like, um, Mozart is great, but it's also maybe for kids a little bit harder to get into because it's slower and it's not something they're used to. So um, that's an option, okay? Also having a diffuser. I love having essential oils going. Not only does it make the room smell great, but it actually can help them to concentrate and focus better and it just helps clean the air on top of that because there's a lot of germs that come from school. So it kind of helps to clean the air, make things smell good, and again, help them concentrate. So it just kind of sets the setting for it to be more of a relaxed, smooth transition from school to home. Let's get into number four. Tip number four this is a great time after they have had their drop off time. You know, they've done their mudroom thing, they've washed their hands, they've had their snack, they've kind of decompressed a little bit. Now they can get into packing a lunch. So that they can have everything totally ready to go for tomorrow. They don't even have to worry about doing that first thing in the morning. I personally do kind of a half and half packing lunch style. So for us, we like to pack all of the things that we are going to have in their lunch. And we set things aside in the fridge that they're going to need. So they're not in their lunchbox officially, but they set them aside so they know what's theirs and they have a plan of what they're going to put in their lunchbox tomorrow. So it's quick and easy. They just grab it from the fr- fridge and put it in their lunchbox in the morning. But the things that are pantry, like shelf stable, those items go in their lunchbox right then and there. So I make sure that they have cleaned out their lunchboxes, everything's emptied and that it, so it's all ready to go for the next day. They have their, you know, their snacks for their morning and afternoon snack or whatever. Maybe they have something like a clementine or banana that they can set in there that's not necessarily needing to be in the fridge things like that, a Capri Sun or juice box, anything that's kind of shelf stable that they can have in their applesauce packets, whatever. And they have that ready to go. And then they can set that aside, whether it be in their backpack or the mudroom bench, a counter, a shelf in a pantry, wherever you want to keep it, a box or bin or whatever. And then in the morning, they just add their cold pack, little ice pack, and then they add their um, cold foods whether that be meats or veggies or fruit or yogurt or whatever it is that they're adding to their lunch. They can do it all, just finish it in the morning, but they know and they have a plan of what it is they're going to pack. And yes, (laughs) this is another thing. Teach them independence. Do not pack their lunch for them. You can help them and you can teach them. Don't do it for them. If they're old enough to walk, talk, and go to school, as in like kindergarten, they're old enough to pack their own lunch, okay? So even if you don't think they can, and you're not sure if this is going to work, try it out, keep an open mind, but this will teach them responsibility. It will teach them independence and it will kind of give them a little more motivation and more self-esteem because they feel like they can do something on their own and it makes them proud of themselves. Okay. And then you can show them that you're proud of them too, which encourages them to want to do it more because they're getting good, positive attention from mom and dad. Okay. So do not pack your children's lunches. It is okay to prep some items for their lunches to make it easier for them to pack their own lunches or to guide them through the process and say, okay, we, we want to make sure that we have a healthy balance. So kind of guide them through and take them through an orientation of how to, you know, create a good, healthy lunch. So we want to make sure we have a balance of healthy, lean, you know, um, protein and fats and carbs. Um, you can talk to them about how important it is to kind of have a balance. You want to have fruits and vegetables, maybe some sort of grain, um, meats or cheese or yogurt or things that are healthy that they can kind of balance everything. And then maybe on the side, a little treat that's just kind of fun, small, not super sugary, not like a ton of crazy amounts of sugar, but just something sweet just to kind of finish the meal if you choose to do so. And maybe a drink, um or a drink or dessert. Sometimes, you know, it has a lot of sugar to do a drink and a dessert. So you kind of decide for your kid what you think is good, but that teaches them the skill of learning how to eat and prepare a healthy, well-balanced meal, as well as packing their own lunch, as well as being responsible, as well as independence. I mean, there's so many things that come along with just this one simple task and you can teach them some serious life skills with this. So Step along with them and kind of walk through the process and say, "Okay, these are the things that we put in our lunches. Um, Here are our fruits; you can choose one fruit. Here are our vegetables; choose one or two vegetables. Here are the proteins; choose a healthy protein." So you give them variety and you kind of lay it all out there, kind of Montessori style, is what we like to do at our house. So we actually have a butler's pantry that we like to call it. We kind of turned the under the stairs closet into a pantry um, that has a low counter low enough for the kids to be able to have their snacks on it and their lunch options and then their lunch boxes too. So it's a really great resource for them to do that. So I'm going to kind of dive in real quick to what that is. Okay. So this is kind of an L-shaped countertop and it's right underneath our stairs. So it had to be a lower counter just so that they not only could access it, but there's also not a lot of ceiling space. So it kind of worked well for a kid pantry type idea. Um, That wasn't the original plan, but that's kind of just how it worked. And it's actually been really great. So we have um, just cupboards that we put down below and then we put like a butcher block countertop on top and and sealed it and everything so in the cupboards is where we keep our back stock of the things that we need to refill their lunch um, and snack bins with and then on the top of the counter are bins separated by category so we have a bin for like grains such as um say i was going to um they, maybe they wanted to make PB and J sandwiches or a ham and cheese or whatever, whatever it is they're wanting bread for these different types of sandwiches. So I would take a slice of bread, cut it in half, put it in a Ziploc baggie so it's ready to go. And then they can take that Ziploc baggie and they can also take a baggie of maybe some lunch meat and some cheese, or maybe they'll take, um, you know, some PB and J whatever, and they can make their own sandwich with it. And it just makes things easier because all of the things, uh, I've done the, the, prep work ahead of time to prep the options for them to choose from, and then they get to use them and create their own lunches, right? So we have a a little box that is kind of more for like the carbs, grains or whatever. So you have like, um, let's think about this. So we have breads, we have pretzels, we have crackers, we have anything you can think of that would work as a carb that's healthy that would go along with their lunch. So, um, crackers are great to have cause you can do like chicken salad on them. You can do homemade lunchables with them. You can, um, you know, dip them in hummus depending on what it is you have or, or like healthier chips that you could do. Um, pita bread is a great one. So there's tons of different options you can do for that little bagels that they cut up. Um, Anyways, you decide kind of what you want to do for that. So you have like a carbs bin. Then you have a bin that is maybe like a morning snack bin or an afternoon snack bin. So they can choose for their snacks throughout the day. Some kids do this and some kids don't depending on their school. Our school, they have, if they're younger, they have a morning and afternoon snack that they get to do at their snack recess. The older kids have like a PM snack. So they just have like an afternoon snack. So those are options. They have little snack bins. They can have healthy granola bars or raisins, applesauce, um, you name it. It can be in that bin. And then we have like a fruit bin where we would put things that are shelf stable, like clementines, bananas, fruit cups, um, applesauce, whatever we want to choose for their fruit. I try to do actual fruit, not necessarily fruit juices or fruit leathers or things like that. Those are more in the snack bins. So I guess I don't generally do applesauce in that bin, but I would do actual fruits in that bin. And then I would have, um, like a, a place for drinks or, you know, like water bottles Um, if they don't have a water bottle that they can refill, they, and, or they don't have time to, or it's not clean or whatever. I try to keep some disposable water bottles on hand so they can quickly grab one and go. Um, that way they're staying hydrated. Also things like hundred percent juice boxes, you know, not, not, um, Capri Suns or juices that are like 15% juice or something. I try to get hundred percent juice and try to have it where there's no added sugars and things. So we're kind of focusing more on a healthier lunch. It may not be the healthiest option, but it's healthier than what they'd get if they were to bring a soda or something else with them to school. I want to make sure that they're staying hydrated and they're not getting a a spike in their blood sugar levels so that they end up having a big drop and are really lethargic and tired and everything um, in the afternoon and can't concentrate for school. So healthy lunches, um, healthy proteins and stuff, then also in the fridge, I have this little snack drawer. that is part of my fridge and in that snack door is where I keep their lunch and snack options available. So we, um, kind of have a meal prep Monday where we get all of our vegetables sliced and put in little baggies for them and fruits and whatever. So they have options ready to go for every single day of the week. And they just grab a bag and put it in their lunch in the morning. We have go in there. We have animals, we have cheese sticks. Um, oh, I don't know, hummus, individual hummus packets, individual guacamole packs. Um, maybe if they were going to do chips and salsa we could have like some salsa that we kind of pre-portion out into little plastic cups or something um tons and tons of different options that you can do for cold things and then in the freezer we have a section in one of the drawers that is where the cold packs sit so they know where everything is how to how to build the lunch where to get it how many to do of each item and if you're not sure if they know how to do the proper amounts, you can write it on the front of the bin with like a dry erase marker or a chalk marker, or you can add a little cute little label to it, whatever you want to do and just write, pick one, choose one, you know, choose two, whatever, or label it, you know, fats, proteins, or carbs, or snacks, or desserts, or drinks, or whatever it is that you want to label it with. Right now, this doesn't have to be fancy. Okay. This is just an option. This is something that we've chosen to do that works really great for our family, but you may have a different system and that's fine. But this is just to give you an idea of an option you can do to make it easier for them to be independent and responsible in making their own lunches. So you can literally use like a, you know, one of the boxes that the snacks come in, like an applesauce box or something, and just kind of, um, take a post-it note and put it on the front and write, you know, snacks or write, um, carbs or fats or protein or drinks or whatever, right? So it makes it really easy. You don't have to do anything fancy if you don't want to. It just looks nicer. I personally love it to be more, um, more consistent and more seamless and then also have it aesthetically pleasing. So it goes along with my decor too. <laughs> so, but that's me. I'm type I, A personality, right? So you just decide what works for you, but that is what works for us. So um packing their lunches making sure that they pack their own lunch and they make sure that they have a snack and then a water ready to go for the next day. And they are doing their best to do it independently and only use your help. If they ask, like only give them help. If they ask for it, let them kind of learn as they go and teach them first, teach them, go along with them. And then kind of stepping back little bits at a time and letting them kind of move more into it on their own. Now at tip number five, So this is the part where we get into, like we've gone through our transition period and now they should be ready to dive into their homework. Okay. So this is the time when they do their homework, their reading, their skill practice, like say they are into sports or dance or whatever, this would be where they get their practice time in. And then they also get time to just be kids and play. Okay. So this is kind of where all of this happens. Every school is different. Every child is different on how long they take to do homework and whatnot. But if you incentivize them with play, they'll be more likely to do the work that you want them to do. So try not to give them play before the work. Let them work hard first and play after. They can play hard after as long as they work hard first. Okay. Okay. Um, again, total personal opinion. That's what works for our family. If you have a different view on that, that's totally fine. We can still be friends. Remember, this is all about sharing ideas and just getting information and picking and choosing what you want to keep and what will work with your family. So let them learn, let them grow and also let them be kids and have fun. Okay. So start with helping them out with homework, sit down at the table. They've already been fed. They've had their transition period of music and and the diffusers going and all that good stuff, their lunch is packed, they can kind of breathe for a second and start and work on their homework with them. Let them do the most that they can for themselves. And then you kind of help them out as needed. Also, if they are at the level of reading and reading out loud, let them read to a younger sibling. So you get to hit, you know, two birds with one stone. Okay, you want to be able to have your toddlers or your baby or whatever listening to their older siblings read along as you're listening to them too. So you can make sure that they're reading properly and things are going, but you can also be working on dinner and prepping dinner and stuff while they're helping their, like entertain their younger siblings. So it's kind of a win-win all around. Okay. So one of the best things about having systems is you learn how to automate and delegate or eliminate things out of your life to make your life easier and everyone else in your household's life easier. Right? So This is one of the best things is trying to find ways to make everything work in a cohesive way, okay? So you have some doing homework, you have some reading because maybe they finish their homework early. Then some of them want to be doing a skill practice. You've got someone in the other room playing piano, someone's playing catch out back, someone is dancing in the kitchen, like whatever it is, try to have them all kind of doing um, the same types of things, but maybe in a different order so that everybody's getting the attention they need from you with their homework, but or their skill or whatever, but they're all kind of getting it maybe at different times. So you can still also be able to be managing and spinning all these plates and everything while you're still trying to cook dinner. Okay. So that's just kind of something that works for us. Um, so homework first, then we go into reading and typing, and then we let them do their skill practice. If um, if they need to practice, if they don't need to practice and they're kind of just really burnt out and you can tell they just need a break after homework and reading, it's okay to skip the practice for the day if you need to, to let them play and get their wiggles out. And then if they want to go back to practicing, great. Or if you want to push it off till tomorrow, that's okay too. Um, just trying to find a habit that works for them in their, day because every day is going to be different for your kid you're going to have times where they're doing great and everything was wonderful and they want to tell you how amazing their day was and then you're gonna have days where it was super crummy and they're holding it all in and then they just want to explode on everyone so you just kind of got to take it a day at a time and again just remember that all of this is to help them to succeed as students and in the home you know with their family so This is a period of time of transition. You have to let them transition how they need to. Everyone, every child is going to need to transition differently from summer to back to school and from school day to homework and being at home and things. So there's a lot of transition happening, a lot of change, and they're trying to figure out how to deal with it all. So just don't forget that decompression time. Don't forget to feed them and then make sure that you do your best to just keep it calm, like a spa. Like that's the best thing I can think of to help them to really decompress easy is to just treat it like a spa, let them transition, have that transition period before getting into homework and then let them play, let them be kids. That's the biggest thing after all that is done. And they worked hard, reward them with playtime, go for a family walk, go play catch in the backyard, go for a swim, go for a bike ride, do something fun. Do something active. Do something outside to enjoy time together. And then in the next part of your um, day, which is your next system, your next routine, right? Because we we go from our morning routine, our big five, to the school day routine. Then they come back and they have their after school routine. Then we transition into the um, evening routine and bedtime routine, or whatever. And then they get into their rest time, right? So this is just a great way to kind of help them transition and just have systems in place so that things run smoothly. As you create these systems, life runs more smoothly. When you create system and order, you have more room and more time and more energy for fun because it's not such a fight to get them to do all these things because it becomes a habit. Once it becomes a habit and it's something that they just naturally do because they know the order that things happen, they won't fight you as much. It may be a little bit of a transition for you and them as you're learning a new system or creating new systems and having them learn them. It will be a period of having to have patience with them and there will probably be a little kickback because it's new and they're not used to it. So don't give up as soon as you get kickback or it's stressful or frustrating or they start freaking out for whatever reason, right? It's just because it's new and there's a lot of things happening in their minds right now. So be patient with them stick to the system the best you can and over time give it at least 30 to 60 days like don't give up on it after like a few days and be like well that's it like really really stick to it because a real habit doesn't actually end up sticking in our brains and us getting used to it and being okay with it until about 30 days or so so give yourself at least a good month with this system to see if it's really something that works for your family or not and start one little thing at a time so if it's too much to add it all at once, that's okay. As soon as they get home from school, start with that mudroom thing so that we can at least keep all the clutter off the floor that keeps us having a little more mental clarity. And then once you're doing that for like a week or so, maybe add on you know, the snack time or then the homework or you know, whatever, kind of do things in order. And it, it's best if you can practice this system prior to school starting. Now, I know some of us have already started school, some haven't started yet, we're kind of all in different phases of when our school starts, but if you're able to, try to practice the system like at least two weeks before school starts so they kind of get in the swing of things of how things are supposed to go and create a time stamp that you want to start this whole after school routine. So if your kids get out of school at say like 310 or something like that, right, then as soon as you pick them up and get back home, say it's like three thirty or something, then that's going to be your hard fast rule. At three thirty, we start our after school routine. So on the days that you don't have school, you still continue with that same routine to create consistency. But you won't have the same um, actions; like they won't completely be the same because obviously you're not going to have homework on the weekends for the most part. You're not going to have backpacks that you're going to be having to hang up and things like that. So. You just focus on what you can, and three thirty is maybe when you start the snack time and you know have decompression time and like quiet time or whatever, and they can um maybe still practice like a skill or reading or something like that, maybe not homework, but you know kind of gives them still that same routine even on the weekends and then teaching them to you know work hard then play hard that could be even a time where they get chores done if they don't do it in the morning um they can have afternoon chores and then go play or something, so I don't know. You kind of make it work with what you want. I think that's honestly the best thing about all of these systems that I try to teach is that I give you all the information I can of things that have worked for our family that I found and experienced and have worked or created, but I let it be customizable to you and your family. So I don't say this is a one size fits all routine. I say, this is the information that I'm going to give you. And I want you to pick and choose what you like from it and then maybe even implement or add your own create your own routine right so you kind of gather things from everybody and then you decide what works best for your family cuz everyone is going to have a different style of parenting and home systems and home management time management all the things right so you just do what works for you you do you boo right <laughs> all right thank you so much for listening this has been a fun time talking with you all about that after school routine that is really truly going to make your kiddos thrive this back to school season. So thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. We will see you over in Instagram. That's where we like to hang out and make sure that you are following us at high five motherhood. And our website is um, www.highfivemotherhood.com. If you want to check out our recent blog posts, we also have a Facebook group called high five motherhood mama's group. If you want to check that out as well. So until next time, hang out with us there on social media. All right, until next time, go on over and check us out on our Facebook group at High Five Motherhood Mamas Group, or come on over and hang out with us on Instagram at High Five Motherhood for more mom life hacks, homemaking, productivity and time management tips and tricks, organization ideas, recipes, meal prep and planning, and more. Okay, there's so much information on there that you can enjoy in between each episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to click subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you found value in today's episode or from this podcast in general, take a quick screenshot of this podcast and share it on your stories on Instagram or post it on Facebook. Cause remember sharing is caring. <laughs> well, ladies, that about sums it up for this week. As always, I'm cheering for you and I'm here for you. I want to help you and support you to do your very best. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to high five motherhood. Thanks so much for listening ladies. And we'll see you next time.